0: Welcome to the Drama Free Podcast.
1: Save the drama for your mama. What's up, Drama Free? Welcome to Episode 3. Um, got a little bit of format change. I know in the group here we talked about uh, having our Rapid Fire segment today. Um Unfortunately, that segment has been canceled for uh, this show. We'll use it in the next show. Um, but uh, we do have a good episode for you. We have a little bit of follow up from last show. Um, we're going to have some callers that uh, want to discuss some topics that we had last week. And, uh, gentlemen, who we got online as a co host, and who can go
0: going on drama free this is derek out in san diego and uh you guys know what i'm drinking i won't won't keep harping on it but uh, i'm sure we got some other good stuff in here uh joey what do you got
2: i'm about halfway through a buzz from night shift brewing double double ipa brewed with wildflower honey and lupulin powder
3: sweet
0: uh chris what are you into uh
3: i'm drinking a pre-sell out uh BVA
0: Dark Age from Wicked Week. There we go. Steve, you on the line yet? I don't think we have Steve yet, but uh, we'll check into what he's drinking here in a minute. Um, perfect. So, uh, Chad, we got a caller on the line already, huh? Maybe I'm wrong.
4: <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, we can I move right. Chad, we can move yeah. Chad, just jump in whenever you're ready. Um definitely we'll we'll jump into our first topic just in the interest of time here so um we took a couple questions in the group this week and uh one of them to start out was uh, we're going to try to get everybody's gateway beer see what kind of got you into the craft beer scene and and really made you fall in love with it so uh let's start with uh with chris and chris what got you into craft beer
3: um so there's a bar in my college town called tap room and it was uh it was drama-free because it wasn't a whole bunch of college kids drinking Dollar Bud Light and um, hung out there all the time. And so I had 37 taps that I kind of rotated through, but I was a hophead from the very beginning. And um, you know, it was right around the time that Stone started making its way out of California. So um, I was early on Stone and hophead, um, and that was kind of my kind of my go-to. And then a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, they just came to Arkansas and I hadn't really had a chance to drink a whole lot of uh stone in recent years living here. So, um uh, it was nice to kind of revisit some of those those old favorites and uh and kind of go back and take a walk down Memory Lane with beer.
0: Definitely. Dig it. Uh Joey, what do you uh what what got you into the scene?
3: Uh, ah,
2: yeah, the the one the one beer that started it all for me was 90 shilling from O'Dell. So, uh their quintessential flagship, uh, Scotch ale. Um, nothing, not, not necessarily a terribly remarkable beer, um, but definitely one of those ones that always holds a, holds a place in my heart. And every now and again, you know, it, being here in Colorado, um, as is, of course, Odell, but, you know, it's, it's, on, it's on tap a lot of places here, here in the state. So it's not too hard to find. And whenever I feel like, uh, you know, paying a little homage to the, the days of yore when I was much younger and I'll, I'll order one up and,
0: and enjoy it awesome uh one of the th- first ones uh i remember kind of ordering or drinking on a regular basis is sierra nevada pale ale um it was pretty easy to find out here obviously being so close to it and uh just a great beer and kind of opened my eyes to stone which is obviously right here in my backyard so um kind of a easy easy transition for me but uh yeah good stuff um chad we got that caller yet not sure what happened to Chad. A little technical difficulty it seems like. <laughs> All good. Chad was so, uh, on the phone with
5: me. What's up, guys? Steve. Oh there we go. Right. Steve's here. All right. Yeah, Perfect. I think he might have he, I don't know if he muted himself or whatever, but I just got off the train and uh I was like I'm gonna call in real quick. I like this What's going on. There we go, Steve, we
0: got two questions for you then man. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it two parts, keep this on topic. But uh so cool. what are you drinking now and uh what was the beer that got you into craft beer in the first place?
5: Well, uh, I'm not drinking anything right now because I'm driving home, but I was just on the train and I had a sip of sunshine. Uh, that's the New York distribution right now, so I drank that on the train on the way home, and when I get home, I have another other half uh, OH, or, or just O, waiting for me. So I'm definitely going to crack that when I get home.
1: And oh, the, the guys, one that... Uh... Is... Go ahead. Oh. Go ahead, Chad. So
5: introduce me to craft. I'd say... Dogfish 60 was huge for me when I first tasted that beer. If my mind. Um, I liked the Sierra Nevada Pale, uh, Stone, Arrogant Bastard. But I, I have to, I probably got to give it a Dogfish 60 Minute. Um, I don't know. The first time I had that beer just was like, it totally changed where I thought craft could be. And like I had that after I had a Hop Devil and Hop Devil was good. But then like, I don't know, Dogfish Head just kind of blew my mind and I just went from there.
0: I think it's a it's pretty cool, and especially now, like having a little experience in it, to be able to try to open uh, open other people's eyes to the to the craft and try to refine their palate a little bit. Um, so I think we got a caller, it looks like Adam's on the line, and uh, let's let's go ahead and throw it to Chad. Uh, Chad, what was your gateway beer, and then we'll, we'll take Adam.
1: Yeah, uh, my gateway beer, guys. Um, you know, I was a Coors Light through and through junkie a couple years ago. And uh went out to Seattle for my honeymoon, and I had an Alaskan Amber, and that was all she wrote for me. Um, I just got hoppier, and I got, you know, I definitely am a big fan of the stops and Filters now. Hey, Adam. Awesome. Uh, you got Adam on the line? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Uh you guys remember like the the first round of craft beer back in like '96 or mm-hmm. earlier, you know? I was Like, 10. like, <laughs> like yeah, <So> 10. <laughs> like right. Anchor's theme? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, like, when when Anchor was at the top, and when when Sam Adams really meant meant you know was really the fourth on the fourth front, and like uh, Pete's Wicked, right? right. I mean I, I would say that those are probably the first ones that got me cooking on it. And then, you know, went through a little little thing where budget beer was kind of the way to go, which is fine. But uh tell you right now what I'm I'm drinking a stag junior pour, a little dram of stag junior and uh I just had a Jay Wakefield dip which I bought in D C and really wasn't too much of a fan, but um Love beer for a long time, guys. Love beer for a long time.
0: Adam, where do you call home, man?
1: I'm. Uh, you guys ever seen that Joker? Uh, Rich Barry and uh, Zach Lucas. So we all live right around Anne Arundel County, Maryland, which is right in Annapolis, the Annapolis area.
0: So what's your uh, what's your go to brewery out there?
1: Well, so right now I'm a big fan of Burley Oak. <laughs> Loving what they're doing. Um, Of course, you all, everybody's seen RAR. uh, But there's a couple smaller ones that are just popping up. Maryland's got a a whole bunch going. A lot of um, emphasis on just growing the the, the craft beer market here, just like most other states. But they're getting a lot of attention because Virginia, you know, a neighboring competitor, has been just doing so great with Vail. And, the answer and and Hardywood, all the others. So we've got a whole bunch of craft brews, small small guys popping up here that that are going to do really well, really soon.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd uh, be interested in checking some of that stuff out. I I don't get out enough as much as I should. I can change, that's I a guess.
3: John Freezy Group. So in Burley Oak last night, that was pretty good. That the see?
1: that is good right yeah. um,
0: all right so um you, you kind of touched on it there adam but uh let's go r- around the room here and uh i want to get into to everybody joe you, you had a topic you're bringing up here so let, let's go ahead and move into that
2: yeah you know, i appreciate that i appreciate that yeah it's it start off with essentially three parts i don't know if we want to break it up or or how we want to handle it but that first part of it is and I think as we as we kind of change the verbiage is talking about your your personal craft beer ambassador, kind of like the you know who who's the who's that one person that you like catching a beer with, and whether it's you know catching up, whether it's at home if it's a significant other, if it's catching catching a beer with a buddy, you know whether it's after a long week or or someone you haven't seen in a while, kind of who's that one person that that kind of that you like you know having a, having that craft suds with, so. And then, and I, I know for me, I've got my, I've got my little, my little click here, here in uh, East Denver, and uh, we usually catch up at least once or twice a week. And it's one of those things. It's, you know, it's never really truly scheduled. We kind of just all happen to send upon the same place at about the same time. There's, there's six or seven of us, and you know, we just kind of just crack a beer and catch up for the first time, and whether it's a few days or a week or what it's been, and just, just kind of let it all flow.
1: Those
3: are my ambassadors.
0: Dig it. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris, who's your
3: ambassador? Um, so I, I didn't really have a particular person that got me into uh, craft beer. I, I guess in a way I sort of got myself into it. Um, like I said, I was trying to avoid a lot of the college bar scene, and uh, I stumbled into the, the, the tap room, and um, the bartenders there, I guess, would be my, my sort of guides along the way, um, guys named – uh, Jason Easterling and, uh, a dude named Sub, Subleto, um, that, uh, that kind of were right there with me. And then I dragged my best friend along who is uh, get my roommate in college. Um, and he's probably the guy I really like catching up with the most. I've gotten him into craft beer and, um, but around here locally, it's probably, uh, it's probably Craig Miller or, uh, Will Davis. Um those are the guys I typically get to crack a couple of beers with on uh, at least a once a month basis.
0: Awesome. And, uh, Chad, are you here? You want to chime in?
1: Uh, you know, <clears throat> I think drama free is my crafty ambassador. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't do much training outside of the groups anymore. And, uh, uh, everyone, you guys, to turn it on to a new beer, a new style that uh, you normally wouldn't uh, go after any other time. Steve, who's your
5: go-to? So uh, when I first started drinking, it was me and my cousin, Jeff. We'd go to the bar, and we'd pretty much make it our mission to try every different beer on tap. Um, once I started really getting into it, uh, I have a buddy who is a year older than me in high school, and we've been friends for 20 years at this point, but I, we lost touch, but then I found out he was really into craft. His name is Jay Mallory. He's not in drama-free, um, he's not really in many Facebook groups, but I know that if I want to grab a beer at the, at Kane or Cartner, if we just want to crack a beer or two, he's always down, he lives close to me, and. I know that whatever I'm open to, he'll appreciate. He, you know, he beers it forward. If if you're hooking him up with something, he'll throw you a little extra just because doing him a favor. And he's, he's who kind of taught me how to act in the craft beer scene and, you know, what's right and kind of push it forward and get good karma going for you. So he's everything that's right in the beer community. He would be great in drama free. I've been thinking about trying to get him in. But yeah, Jay Maller, that's my dude
0: that's what it's all about. And I think, uh, obviously with this group, that's we're we're all pretty much in agreement there that it's, it's not really about the beer as much as it's about the people. Um, you guys know my, my people. Um, I I don't know if you know, you know, my people, but Ricky Ample, who's in our group and a pretty active guy in there and and Luke Barasa. Um, I hang with those guys quite a bit. I hope they're listening. I talked to him about it last week and hope they get to tune in. Um, and uh, I mean, we have a really tight group of friends that that all look out for each other, and we have just great times together. And, and uh, same same kind of thing. You guys know how it is. Um, so we got Rich on the line. Uh, Rich, if we can get you in here, we we definitely want to uh, want to hear your uh, your ambassador. Like who who got you in? What beer got you in? And, and who's your who's your people to hang with?
4: All right. Am I in?
0: There you are. We got yeah, you, Rich. You're, in, you're,
4: you're, you're live on the right. radio, buddy. Well, what you got? Yeah, well, I'm that joker that lives right down the street from Adam Smith, so I just wanted to let <laughs> you guys know that. First and foremost, I wanted to know that he heard me say that, so I'm going <laughs> to probably walk down the still, street. Yep. Yeah.
0: We still, we still got Adam on the line. So oh, oh like, you're, you're
4: still in here? <laughs> I didn't realize that. Not,
1: I, I didn't go to bed yet, buddy.
4: All right. Well, it's close to your bedtime. It's only Um, nine o'clock. I figured, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, So, (laughs) um, Diamondback Brewery is doing some really good stuff in Maryland, also. I just wanted to mention them. Um, Burley Oak is definitely doing some really good sours, some really good IPAs, triple, double hopped. Um, Their lines are getting long. You got to be there real early. Of course, you guys know all about that. But um, so those are a couple of the other Maryland breweries that um, he may have left out. Uh, we don't we don't get a whole lot of uh, bourbon barrel aged or any kind of barrel aged in Maryland. Um, Adam, you know
1: why that is? No, it's a great point though. Like like what Michigan has and and, and Oklahoma has and uh, all you Midwesterners have all the really good stuff I, I don't know man we just we we lack for stouts we lack for the good stuff i'll tell you yeah that.
0: this is sort yeah, of like that's... reminds me of uh, florida's uh ipa quandary so uh, you're kind of touching on something we, we touched on in week one but if you have any insight to that we'd love to hear it yeah uh
4: th- I I don't know maybe because there's a lot of new breweries out and they just haven't started doing the barrel aged stuff. Um, I that's, that's a good point. Really the only reason I can think of is that I guess they're they're popping up everywhere now and uh and they just haven't had the time to to be able to make a good good bourbon stout. So
1: I don't know what that could you make. What's what's harder well, to it make, just,
4: rich? No, it just takes longer to turn over. So, uh, you know, I think that's got to
1: sit in a barrel, right? But...
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, I think uh, you're, you're onto something there. You don't want like somebody just opening up and throwing stuff in barrels because it's like the cool thing to do. So it's probably a responsible thing for most of those people. <laughs> um, hey, well, yeah, so I want to ask you guys a question. Why we got you on the line here? Um, but, uh, we're going to have you name three people that you want to want to sit down and have a beer with, uh, this could be dead or alive, celebrity, anybody you want three people that you could, uh, if you could pick anybody, you have a beer with tonight or tomorrow, I guess, since it's bedtime for some of you, but Rich, who you got? Uh,
4: that would be my grandfather. Number one, cause he passed away when I was younger. Um, and then from there, outside of family, it'd probably be Jerry Garcia. And I'm going to have to say, oh, this is a tough one. Uh, hmm. Damn, you guys are putting me on the spot for this. Pro- probably a head brewer of, of somewhere so I can just pick his brain. Those would be my three.
0: Awesome. Uh Adam, let's get yours real quick and, and then we uh we got a caller here but uh wanna hear Adam's real quick while we got
2: him.
1: Uh it's always good to have a uh beer with my stepdad beer with my dad and and um I definitely Oh god, I I definitely concur. That's a great, great point, Rich. Garcia. favorite head brewer you know no 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 no, no. Oh, favorite oh. head favorite brewer you know maybe pick his brain get some get some tactics and figure it out so who that would be i don't know because there's so many things i'd like to learn Definitely, Fam, uh, family how about, how about family, family foundation
0: yeah absolutely so uh we'll, we'll wrap this up here we got uh chad who's your who's your three man are, are you here for us
1: Yeah, uh, you guys are. That, that is a tough question. We though I've been staring at it all week, uh, still really don't have a, a a good answer to who my three would be. Um, you know, that's a tough one. Eh? Come, we might revisit this later in the show. For me. Yeah. yeah perfect. Uh,
0: Steve, you ready to sleep one in a minute? I don't think Steve's here, but Chris, you got three people for us.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm kind of a religious guy. Some I mean, of you guys in the group know that, but uh, I'll skip the the easy one. Uh, not go with Jesus. I'll go with Paul since he wrote part of you know the, the majority of the New Testament of the Bible. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, we may have to open some wine for him instead of beer, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then uh, probably one of the founding fathers. Let's go with Benjamin Franklin. Um, and then also my grandfather he was my best friend, and he was killed when I was fifteen, so I would definitely like to uh crack a high life with him that was his beer of choice, and that is uh as we discussed in previous episodes, my go to uh macro cheap beer of choice so uh, those, I know probably my three
0: i don't blame you one bit for that i'm just, actually that makes me really thirsty uh joey who's your who's your three people uh want crack a beer with man
2: um you know, for the person who brought this up, you you think I'd have some better responses. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm being a big sports guy. Um, I think I'd have to go with um, something along the lines of like a like Babe Ruth, um, maybe like a like a Michael Jordan type. And then, um, being being a very religious guy myself, probably Rob Gronkowski.
0: There we go. I was wondering when the, the sports guy was going to come in.
2: Uh,
1: yeah, Joe. huh, Joey. I have <laughs> jokes, buddy. I always have jokes. All right. And right, so, who who are you really, man? You're not Tim, because we're talking to Tim.
3: Hello.
2: Yes.
0: Um. I hope. Maybe I'm wrong. Um. But I would love to do that. And for my third one, um, I'm a huge Tony Gwynn fan, and uh, mm-hmm. I would love to. We'd be drinking 394, so um, that's what I would crack with all three of them is, is a case of 394s right out here on the beach. Awesome, <laughs> That'd be pretty rad. Um, so cool. I uh, think the caller might have dropped, so let's go ahead and uh, and get into a uh, to another topic here, huh? Chad, we uh we don't have a caller, I guess, right?
1: No, we don't we're good,
0: okay, perfect, um, so we'll move on here um we're going into the uh people's hop preferences. we're gonna talk about hops, we know all about hops out here in san Diego um we're not gonna ask anybody from Florida this question, but uh <laughs> let's go ahead and let's go ahead and go to joey joey, uh, what are your hop preferences, man? what are you into
2: i'm I'm a big galaxy fan um there's not there's it's not much more than that i just i I love the taste of galaxy and and for anything that comes up with essentially having galaxy in the hot bill i just immediately drawn to it so I'll, i'll take i'll take that one
0: love it chris um
3: probably amarillo um there was a brewery in england that uh really worked with uh American hops a lot, and he would do these single hop beers, and he had a beer um, aptly named Amarillo that was uh, delicious that uh, I really enjoyed. Um, I know it's not the, the sexiest of hops uh, as far as what's what's on trend right now, but, yeah, I'd go with some Amarillo.
0: Um, Steve, I think we might have lost again, but uh, I can answer that for me. Um, I love Nelson, man. Nelson is, anytime I see it, I'm probably going to order it having had it or not had it so that that's my go-to chad what's your uh what's your hops man
1: man you know i'm a big fan of that hey citra and uh we got galaxy hop
0: you guys uh let's go ahead and expand on this question because i think it's pretty good and i think we can get into it a little more um but uh Joey, what, are you, what is your favorite beer with the, your favorite hops? So name a couple of beers that, that you go to with
4: your favorite hop.
2: I think the most notable one, um, at least a, a recent memory, is um, Weldworks did um, you know, a double dry hop version of their of their Juicy Bits, with, which focused on Galaxy. And um, just to give them another quick plug, a quick plug, and, and to align with with Chris's answer, um, they just recently released an Am, an Amarillo version, so Amarillo double dry hop Juicy Bits. So I definitely want to get a chance to check that out. Um, but you know, I think most most of their most of their beers um, tend to stand out in general. Um, I know a couple other local breweries have been have been focusing with or focusing on you know different hop varieties. Um, specific to Galaxy, I know that um, Cerebral has done a couple beers that focused on Galaxy. And and they, going back to the last episode, I'm a I'm always a huge fan of having some Cerebral beers. So.
0: Chris, what's your uh, favorite beer with your go-to hop?
3: Yeah, I mean, I just touched on it a second ago. I'll go ahead and name the brewer and call them out. Uh, Crouch Vale out of England. Um, when we lived there, uh, their Amarillo series. I did a, they did a Summit. They had a Brewer's Gold uh, Amarillo. I just really, really enjoyed. They won uh, Champion Beer of England at GBBF uh, the year right before we moved there for their Brewer's Gold. And because they were four miles from where we lived, uh, it was Brewer's Gold was always on tap at my at my local pub, a third of a mile away from my house. So. Uh, we always had a lot of crouch fail stuff, and um, that's kind of the one I go to right away. And then I've brewed with it a couple times myself as well.
0: For me, uh, I know this sounds like kind of a cop-out answer, but Alpine Nelson is uh, – anytime I can get my hands on that, I love it. Uh, I know that they're, after the Green Flash merge takeover thing, uh, people kind of say – talk about quality or whatnot, but I don't care. It's still great beer and, uh, I'll take it from green flash or Alpine. I love it. <laughs> Chad. All right. We, Chad, Chad's probably talking to a caller right now. I think so. Um, cool. So that brings us up to another topic here. This one's good, except for it's not going to do me any good for the next couple of weeks, but, um, what's everybody's cure for the hangover? All right. Sometimes we drink a little too much. I don't ever do that because I'm very responsible, but um, Joey drinks too much. I hear all the time. hear that a lot. But uh, Joey, what's your cure for the hangover?
2: Because I'm irresponsible. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, the short short of it is that, and I know, I know we kind of, we jested about this a little bit in the group, but um, to completely, I guess, bury myself, um, the cure has always been to drink more. I mean, I, I definitely have my nights where, or I should say maybe it's more like my mornings, where it's just like, okay, well, here we are. Had a little bit too much last night. What are we going to do about it? So usually, you know, I, I'll crack open another beer or, heaven forbid, it's a, you know, steal a sip of the girlfriend's mimosa or or whatever and, and try to kind of get right back on the, right back on the train uh, while I have my, you know, my eggs and my pancakes or, heaven forbid, if I'm very, very lucky, a ton of bacon.
0: Bacon, dude, you just made me hungry. So now I'm hungry. I need some bacon and some high right now.
2: <laughs> dude, breakfast bre- 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 breakfast for dinner is the best.
0: Um, oh man. Yeah. Bacon for breakfast with a little bit of whiskey. Oh, never mind. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my hangover cure right there, is whiskey. Um, Chris, what do you do when you got a you got a little hangover?
3: Uh, well I'm from South Texas, so the the cure for me is some uh spicy food, some Mexican food. And then like Joey just jump right back in. I mean you guys have seen me plenty of times on, on DF doing a morning show mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh so yeah, it's kinda of, kinda of what I do is I, I just get some spicy food, and sweat it out a little bit, and then um I you know, I work out quite a bit, so I uh I always go sweat it out. Just you know <laughs> go burn it off. Did it to myself.
0: <laughs> yep. Have to. Have to. Uh Chad, what is your uh, go-to hair of the dog, man? I mean, not hair of the dog, because that would be the go-to thing. But what's your go-to hangover cure?
1: Um, actually, it's not alcohol-related, man. You know, when I wake up, I really crave a number one Big Mac meal from McDonald's. Um, oh. You know, that is the greasiest, you know, the food right there. I mean, I, I tell you what, every Every day after you know drinking or a share, you know I I hit up McDonald's and that seems to do it for me. It's not healthy.
0: Yeah, grease grease is good, man. Everybody's go to is grease. Um, and, you know you talk talk to all all the people out there, all the homies. They're like, yeah, get a burrito or whatever. Um, I'm a Gatorade guy. Um, and lately, well, not super lately, but um, bananas, man. I guess the potassium's good for the hangover too. So. Oh
3: yeah
0: banana and Gatorade is kind of my kind of my thing or Pedialyte, a lot of Pedialyte. So uh all right guys, well we we got a a special guest caller here. Um this is a, a Drama Free member that has uh some insight on one to one of our topics from last week. So we're going to um we're going to kick over to that. And uh we got we got Tim Darwin on the line. Uh if we can get him in here live, we're going to ask Tim a few questions regarding our uh, let's call it beer trading ethics topic. So Tim, we got you.
6: Hey, what's up guys.
0: What's happening, hey. buddy?
6: Not a whole lot, man. Just, uh, listen to you guys. Enjoy the so, conversation. Listened last appreciate week. Thought you there was,
0: here. uh, is neighbor with us? Uh, no, I don't know if Dr. Goulet is going to make it. Um, so I get it's just you, Tim. And we appreciate you calling in, man. And we hear that you, uh, you have some insight on the, uh, the, the bad beer trading scene. So we want to get your take on that. And I guess, first off, can you just give us, um, sort of the mission statement or, um, kind of vision of the, uh, supposed group that's out there that, that kind of, uh, takes down bad beer traders?
1: Uh,
6: yeah, man. Uh, really like, uh, you know, the craft beer community is a pretty tight knit, uh, community. And, um, You know, like, there's a lot of trust and uh, friendships and relationships built, you know, from local and state trades to trades across the country. And, uh, you know, when you get uh, people out there who intentionally enter into a trade or something with uh, the idea that they're going to screw somebody over, we kind of take it personal. So they're basically given, you know, every chance to make it right. And if you, you get to BBT, then, you know, you're, you're basically done. Like we will make sure you do not trade beer again.
0: Yeah. And um, so that's kind of the gist of it, Tim, can you give us some insight into maybe some of the qualifications of what it takes to get to that level of, uh, and we understand it starts kind of in an outside group and it gets to the BBT group. Um, and what, what, what's the qualifications? Is there a dollar amount? Is there a time frame that you know the guy hasn't been responsive in two weeks? What, what are some of your guys' qualifications that, that you let people into that group to come with their their trades? Um,
6: you know, we uh, we as an admin group, we uh, we treat it on a case by case basis. Generally, we want to talk amongst ourselves uh, before we you know, put somebody on blast in front of a group of 3,000 people. Um, but, you know, if you enter a beer trade and you block somebody or you basically ghost on a trade, um, you know, it, you know that's a pretty quick accelerant to uh, be brought into the BBT world. Um, dollar amounts, um, continual flaking. Sometimes, you know, it's not even um, – a BBT, but we'll just do caveat emptor, which is, you know, like, Hey, we've talked and talked and talked and this guy, like, or this girl totally backed out or left me hanging. And, you know, I ran me around for three or four days and just nothing. So it's really a case by case basis. It's not just, Oh, this guy owes me two beers. I'm going to put him on blast. And like, you know, people are, you know, ripping off his face and going after him. It's normally a lot more to it than just a couple of beers.
0: Is a, Tim, is a $10 trade the same as a hundred dollar trade?
6: Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Some other people might disagree with me on that, but you know, if it goes back to that whole uh, being part of a community, um, you know, if, if it's $10 or a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, you know, if you say you're going to do something, do it. It's not hard. If, you know, don't trade beers you don't have. And, uh, if you're intentionally in there just trying to rip people off and screw people over, we, we will definitely go after you. So, I mean, I've got a a list on my computer of like 300 plus people who are all varying degrees of BBT that we will, you know, if we see you pop up in a group, like we, you will get called
0: out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we're talking to Tim Darwin here and he's, he's kind of enlightening us a little bit on, on some bad beer trading tactics from the bbt group um tim let's get on the hot button issue here um sure so some people question some of the uh some of the tactics that you guys use uh calling employers um talking to people's family members uh how does that uh come about is that something you guys do right away is you know is that something you guys kind of wait to do judging on the severity of the situation and uh what are your is the rules behind this? Can you enlighten us just to a little bit of, of the strategy behind that?
6: um we don't really go after wives or jobs or family members uh as a rule. It's not something we like to do. We like to message the person from multiple people being like, "Look, you need to make this right or it's gonna get worse um and you know normally when somebody gets an employer called um you know, that's that person uh, like the last person that I know of that actually had their employer called was because that person uh, worked for uh, an insurance company who had access to resources and tools to where they could dock somebody. So this, this other guy uh, went online and posted somebody's social security numbers and phone numbers and all of these personal things out there. And yeah, of course, we contacted the guy's employer and, and said, Hey, your guys like using uh, inappropriate software and putting people's social security number out there. Now, Equifax has, you know, ruined everybody else. So it doesn't matter now, but you know, this is prior to that. So, you know, we, you know, we're not just going after people's employers to, you know, let them know they have a shit bag employee right out of the gate.
1: Sure.
0: So, and it, is maybe, there a line tip? Sorry, Chad, go ahead.
1: Yeah, that that you're going to hit it up right there, Derek. What is your guys' line that you don't cross? And I know you're speaking for you and maybe, you know, a small subsection of BBT, but as a whole, you know, you guys must have rules or, or like a common ground that you guys believe that you won't cross. I mean, does that exist? Murder, maybe? I don't know. We've
6: never killed anybody. Uh... I mean that's kind of like a, a really difficult question to answer because you have a group of three thousand people, and uh, you know we're not out to like ruin people's lives or marriages, but you know if if we say hey ship and then you block somebody and then start doxing somebody's personal information, you know then you know it's game on man. I mean you you all you have to do is ship your beer. Yeah. Um you know and and if it's just like one box and like we never see you again, like we'll just keep an eye out for you. But if you've got people like you know Jason goulet who uh has scammed and scammed and scammed hundreds of people, then yeah they're you know the line starts to kind of disappear
0: for sure um,
2: so Joe, you got a question? Yeah, I appreciate that there, thank you um, so Tim. I'm just kind of curious as to how how many how many cases come before before BBT and and how many of those actually result in some form of pursuits. I have to imagine that there's a certain degree of of crying wolf of people saying
6: that they're uh, like they got shafted in a trade, and that they didn't
2: actually get shafted in a trade. Yeah, I would say it could be, it definitely could be a situation, or just you know, someone who is, if someone's not necessarily pleased with um, a, a trader's, you know, let's say lack of res- or lack of response, or um, let's just say it's lack of response. I, I mean, I have to imagine that you, you guys are. You guys are not necessarily discreet. You're relatively easy to get a hold of, so I, mm-hmm. I kind of have to imagine that just, you you probably get a, you probably get roped into some things where you're just like this needs more time or, or it just quite it, quite it hasn't quite hit that um you know that, that place where you guys intervene.
6: Well, like I said before, like most of the time, you know, people call people out in a group uh that's not BBT that's not related to BBT and uh we just kind of keep an eye on it um there are times where people bring things to the admins and we you know we'll discuss it and be like no that's not you know we're not going after this person because that's not you know you didn't like a beer that they shipped as an extra that doesn't warrant like us calling this person a bad trader i mean there's a there's a definite you know they have to show proof before we're just gonna flip out on somebody for not shipping their beer. Like we want screenshots, we want proof that they're blocked. You know, maybe one of the admins will shoot the person a message that's, you know, the alleged bad trader, and see what happens. You know, if somebody's like "f you," it's not your business. Then, and they block the admin of a BBT, then, you know, it's kind of easy to determine. But, you know, I would say. I don't know. Seventy-five percent of the cases out there where just somebody slow or whatever. Probably never even make it to BBT because it's resolved in whatever group it started in.
0: I've and seen normally the, uh, most of the
6: most of the stuff that comes to me is that, or not to me, but to the group is, uh, you know, somebody going, "Hey, dude, you know what? If you don't respond to me, I'm gonna call you out on BBT." Yeah, and then I've, it comes to us. So I like think it's to your not,
0: point. I've seen, I've seen the the threat of BBT in certain groups resolve the trade before bbt even has to get involved that that term bbt gets thrown around a lot and i think you know a lot of people do know and i do think it's out there but i think some of the people that bring it up have no idea what they're talking about and just that threat out there probably um kind of kind of the the scare tactic is used so it's good to hear and i think we're kind of part of the question is you guys are making sure and, and doing some due diligence to make sure somebody's not just carrying around carrying out a personal vendetta against somebody right
6: I have no uh, interest in uh, going to fight with somebody because one guy doesn't like another guy. Yeah. And I don't think, I I don't think anybody in the group does. Um, But if you're somebody like Caitlin Bueller, who has owed Neil Ritchie for like two years, you know, like, yeah. Or if you're like Scott Karoff who owes, you know, $3,000 and a bunch of beer to people when you're tracking down 44 boxes, you know, like, you know, there's a, there's a big difference between a couple boxes of beer and, you know, major shitlords.
0: Definitely. Uh, Chad, you got another question. Come on in.
1: Yeah. Hey Tim. Um, you know, thank you by the way, for, for calling in. I think we're getting a lot of good information that uh, we're sharing out there with drama free. Um, I I do realize you guys probably have some of your BBT members on here, too. Um, Hey, gents, you know, want to say hi and and, and acknowledge that. Um, Tim, personally, what is the worst case of bad beer trading you've seen or or dealt with or been a part of?
6: Uh, You know, man, there's uh, a whole bunch of them. Uh, it it's sad. Uh, David Shore out of Florida. Uh, he is not only scamming people for beer, but scamming people for knives. We've had, uh, we've had a stakeout on his property uh, and, and had somebody physically confront him, uh, who then he handed over, you know, four or five boxes of beer that we then got shipped back to the people who sent them. Goulet is the original. Uh, Karof, um Dave Coulter. Uh, matt hoffman i mean there's matt hoffman the treehouse trading arena is just a total cesspool of bad traders who like we tried and tried and tried to work it out with them but they just flat out don't want to you know work with us and you know continue like every single week it seems like we hear of another bad trade gone down in the treehouse trading arena you know matt hoffman jake sorbello i mean i you know i don't have the list up on my computer but those are you know just a you know dozen off the top of my head
5: something i want hey, sir, to bring up a,
0: uh
6: tim not,
5: sorry Dad, yeah I'm, I've oh you're good me. no I, and
0: i you know i have a uh some pretty close ties i know a couple people that are in the group or at least claim they're in the group um but you guys are self policing as well and i want to make sure that that people know and i'll let you explain here but Uh, This isn't just a group of buddies that are out there and like renegades and and doing their own thing, guerrilla warfare, anything like that. If somebody in the group uh, is involved in a bad trade, um, I'll let Tim take this, but what do you guys do if somebody in the group is involved in a bad trade? Um,
6: Yeah, well, if we find out that uh, you're a bad trader like Scott Karoff, who is part of our group. Which nobody wanted to ever say anything because he owed forty plus boxes to people over like two years. Um, yeah, he's basically lost his whole group of friends. Yeah, so, so he's I, paid I, back every box. He's paid back every dime, uh, and he's basically he can't participate in the beer community anymore. And you know, if you're if you if you have the audacity to go out of your way to, like, really screw somebody in beer, we will do everything we can to make sure that you absolutely never, ever get to trade or participate in the, the beer community. Uh, Rich Gam's kind of dealing with that right now. Uh, you know, he screwed people over a couple years ago, thought we'd forget, and he keeps popping up, you know, trying to, like, get people to, you know, trade beer with them, But, you know, he's, he's done for.
0: Definitely I think my point behind the question is just so people know, uh is not like like a safe harbor for for bad beer traders. These like I said, they're not bullies out no, there trying to trying to, to no, pick no, on absolutely people. Not.
6: That's why we that's why we uh that's why we don't mess with Treehouse Trading Arena anymore because they are uh they are uh, uh they harbor bad traders. Yep. Uh the there's an Indiana group out there that was harboring a bad trader, uh Mitch. Oh God, I wish wish we had Deb here because Deb has like the memory of every single beer trader off the top of her head. That total <laughs> shitbag, but um, you know, we absolutely do not harbor uh, trader bad traders and any of our groups. Uh, we are in a lot of other beard groups, so we try to become friends with, you know, admins of other groups, you know, to keep, help keep an eye on the group and also let them know privately so they don't have, you know, their private group, uh, blowing up with an entire shit storm.
4: Um,
6: you know, and most, most admins are receptive to that. They appreciate that we private message them and go, Hey, you got, uh, you got this shit bag in your group. You might want to kick them out here. Here's, you know, what they've done. So we absolutely do not uh, harbor any bad traders in our groups uh, and do not tolerate uh, people or other groups that harbor bad traders.
0: I, I really appreciate you being here, Tim. And I think you're shedding some, some great light uh, for anybody listening. Like we said, we know there's some drama-free people. We know there's some uh, potential BBT people on the line as well. Um, Tim, I want to ask you a question. Uh, if we're okay to take a caller, um, we don't have to, but definitely, um, would, would yeah, love man. to take a caller if, if you're open to it. Yeah, man. Sure. All right, cool. So we got a caller on the line and, uh, let's go ahead and, and see
1: what we got here. All right. Go ahead and ju- introduce yourself, man. Hey,
7: you know, I get a bad rep, but, uh, you know, I'm not for Goulet and at the end of the day, I just wanted a little free beer for my birthday. Is that nafer is that Goulet? this is this is nafer
0: dr Dr yeah. <laughs> Nafer oh God Uh Naper. hey Tim
7: before, Haan, we Naper, before we get too much into nafer
0: before we get too much into nafer here, Tim uh Deb wanted to chime in and say that Mitch Garrett was the name you're looking for. see, I told you guys <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> the, Deb. Queen, the queen has spoken uh dr Dr Goulet, uh you have a question for Tim?
1: No, not at all do you got anything you want to add to uh to what i mean it's it's
7: like i it's like i said i owed a little bit of child support and i just wanted a little bit of free beer free beer karma for my birthday i didn't think it would be a big deal to go and sell a bunch of free tickets that i scammed for gabf you know i thought it would be okay if i could sell them even though it was a total lie i didn't think i'd get caught to be honest so i don't really feel bad about it it's you know just the way I am, so maybe I should apologize one day, but not today.
0: I didn't realize that when we started this interview, we were actually going to have an actual BBT on the line with us. Dr. Goulet, uh, can you tell us about Reserva?
7: No, no, Where this go. is the BBT, right? Just want to make that clear. This is Goulet, yes. I'm responsible yes. for all of this.
0: Yes, Goulet, tell me about Res- Reserva, Goulet.
7: <laughs> well, Reserva, as everybody knows, is the best sour ever made by uh, a little brewery called Weybacher. And it is just literally, even though, you know, it gets a little dusty on the shelves these days, a couple years ago, there was simply nothing better out there. I mean, anybody could tell you that, especially my homie Gerald. He knew all about that stuff.
3: He would come and buy
7: me beers. Gerald would come and buy me beers when I was broke, even though I should have been working and taking care of my kids and making my life better. He's a good friend. Hey, right, Goulet, we really hey, appreciate it. Hey, Goulet, you hey, me, hey I, gotta, I haven't talked to Goulet in a while. Hey, how's
6: the baseball cards coming?
7: You know, I, I this, unfortunately, I asked him to delete that thread where it clearly shows that I didn't fulfill my end of the deal for over a year. But again, you know, one of these days I'll get around to completing my end of these trades. Till the meantime, I'm just going to sit on my baseball card, whales. Talk a little bit of bass, shout out to my boys at the GTC, BBT, triggering, the whole nine. Have you uh have you
6: have you sent your dick to anybody lately?
0: <laughs> my
6: crooked? My crooked dick.
0: I think yeah, that's where dick. we're gonna draw the line here. So uh Mr. Goulet, thanks for calling in. If anybody wants to uh get a hold of Mr. Goulet, you can call your local cable company and ask for Goulet or the GTC deal. Um that is no, hashtag GTC.
7: Also- that's right. Don't get, you can go onto my Facebook page where I sell a lot of things that I stole from my parents' house. Most of <laughs> them are fakes or reproductions, <laughs> but they're really, really affordable. I can meet you at the Sonico. I can read right, you at the we appreciate it. we're on, on time. Pinch
0: here. We're on a time pinch here, but uh, first of all we want to thank Mr. Goulet for calling in, not Doctor Goulet. Well, I'm I think sure you guys son.
4: gotta have one final question for an offer. <laughs> <laughs> no i
3: think we, we do want to we
0: do want to wrap up with tim man tim you did a great job uh calling in and and shedding some light onto uh onto bbt and it's a good perspective from a drama free member which is what we wanted um so we really appreciate you doing it do you want to say anything uh kind of just to to wrap up the whole bbt convo at all
6: i got a lot of things if that's, if that's all right uh one uh if anybody knows where David Shore is, if he's not in jail, let us know, because that's where that's where we put him last time. Uh, Caitlin Bueller, you need to pay Neil Ritchie. Neil, uh, Caitlin is out in California. She's owed Neil money for two years, so bitch pay up. Uh, I got to say Rife Joe. I got a shout-out to all my uh, BBT friends and all my beer group peeps, and uh, not for Goulet, not for... Rizzo, Herner, Gam, Keroff, Nick David Shore, Coulter, Sorbello, any of those fuckers. Uh, appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, let me on your show.
0: Can we really yeah, appreciate it,
6: man? If you guys ever have any questions, yep. you know where to find us, right?
0: We're like Batman and yeah, shit. Absolutely. The same goes like, for I'm you guys, man. Can. If you guys ever, uh, ever need help, uh, I mean, we've got probably millions and millions of listeners. We're still waiting on the ratings to come back. But if you guys need us to get the word out on any of those tough BBT cases, man, we're willing to broadcast this on our uh, 10,000 megawatt station here. So,
6: All right. Sounds good, guys.
0: <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, so we're going back to drama-free podcast here the way, it, uh, the way it should be. I'm glad we shed some light there. If you guys have any other questions or whatever, hit Tim up. He's a drama-free member. Obviously, he's uh, he's open to chat with us, so that's cool. Um, let's move on to a new topic here, though, and, and try to wrap this up. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of like this one, so I'm gonna go to this one. If that's okay, Chad. But uh, Joey, can I ask you a personal question? Always is is barley wine really life?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a silly question.
0: Oh, I was kind of personal. I didn't want to just go right out. We're we're on the air with all the millions of listeners, so.
2: I, like I understand that, but I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like if you know barley wine, then you know it's life. It's <laughs> well, the wrong
3: answer. <laughs> yeah, see, see well, barley do you, wine, you do you want a simple answer. answer of yes? No, yeah. I just want to know if, if
0: yes or no, what's the explanation? What's, why is barley wine life to you, buddy?
3: Oh. Say <laughs> <It's... laughs> hello to my, my near friend. Friend.
2: I wish this was a video podcast because I think the facial expressions work a lot more than my my, my grunting into the into the mic.
0: I think that of same course, noise was made for some of those uh, sock-cock-chugs that were going on. Cock-sock-chugs. It's,
2: it's, it's the only way I got off in August, so yes. yes. Barley wine is life. Barley wine is life. And I will admit that this morning, or this morning, well, it was morning for us here, here, on, here in the Mountain Time Zone. You know, I, I did cry a little bit. Um, because Goose Island had you know, announced they were not going to release the reserve version of their, of their barley wine. And, and I will admit that kind of, well, it was kind of a letdown, kind of mm-hmm. a letdown. I mean, it was the second, the second biggest letdown I've had in the last three years next to my marriage. So yes, <laughs> barley wine is life.
0: Hey, before, before we head over to Chris and find out if Chris thinks barley wine is life, <laughs> I want to put a <laughs> shout out here. Uh, the phone number to call in is 606 200 4505. If any caller wants to call in and explain why barley wine is life, you got about four minutes to do so. So call in and let us know if you think barley wine is life. Chris, is barley wine life?
3: Negative. Lambic is life.
0: That's, that's oh. about as simple as it gets. So I appreciate that, Chris. Um, Steve,
1: <laughs> Steve, are you
0: back with us here? Steve, what do you think about barley wine? Is it your life, buddy?
1: Steve's, uh, Steve drops.
0: Steve's drinking <laughs> barley wine right now somewhere getting hammered. Uh, season Chad. Season 30. Chad is barley wine life.
1: No. Stopped his life.
4: <laughs> there we go. Barley,
1: w- barley wine is a night ender for me. That is the very last beer I will drink. It, even if it's the first one, it will be the very last thing I drink. It, it, I have barley wines. If anybody wants them, hit me up. I'll send them to you. You got my address. <laughs> You've already yeah, so here.
0: Uh for me, man, I like barley wine. I don't know if I'm uh, a BIL guy, um, but uh it's definitely part of life. I like I like most beers. I don't think there's something that I'm gonna like swear off or also like put on some pedestal like God. So um Yep. Yeah, barley wine's good. It's part of part of my beer regimen. Uh I'm not praying towards barley wine six times a day or anything. Um but yeah, man. Uh do we have time to uh best beer recipe you've come across or used beer with? We're talking about food here. All right, boys. Food and beer. Uh, Joey, what's your best? It doesn't have to
1: be beer, but yeah.
0: Okay. It doesn't have to be beer, just food?
1: All right, it doesn't have to be just food It's beer. Um, I'll go real quick. I like to make uh, pseudo stew mimosas, you know, put a little bit of orange juice on a Sunday morning um, into a pseudo stew. used to do it with the canned soup because, you know, that's shit. So you got to dress it up a little bit, but, uh, you know, top of will do most of it for you too. And that's where I've started doing it at home.
0: Awesome. Uh, Joey, what's your, what's your best beer recipe?
2: Well, uh, it's, it's, it's easily milk stout with any chocolate cereal. I prefer uh nitro, the nitro version of left-hand milk stout, but you pour that mm. in with some like Count chocolate. Holy crap. Talk about a hangover cure.
0: Woo. Uh, Chris, you got something you make with beer? <laughs>
3: uh yes stout shakes big imperial stout and some vanilla bean ice cream this
0: is a good one to go out on um you know i honestly have no idea what i use beer for other than drinking it i like to drink it that's my recipe um it is thirst quenching (laughs) and i drink it uh we're gonna throw this over to chad to close it out but remember we got a good uh rapid fire cue next week i think we'll probably be back in on after tonight so chad take us away buddy
1: Yeah, guys, just wanted to stay out there in uh, BBT land and drama-free. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Tim, for calling in, shedding some light. Um, Very informative. I think uh, we were able to, um, you know, share some quality information to the masses here. And um, very good discussion. I really liked it. Um, And we we got some good content. Next episode, we're going to bring Corey in, um, and we're going to do the rapid fire. So what I challenge you, drama-free, is send me some questions don't do it over the, uh, over publicly in Facebook on drama free, do it in a message to me or to, you know, any, any one of the guys here, hosting here. And that way we can, um, um, get, get a line of questions. We have some questions, but I'd rather take the, the questions from the group. Um, you know, keep it, keep it friendly. Remember Corey's an admin, so let's not roast him and make him mad. So, uh, you know, grandpa Corey, you know, we don't want him, uh, Angry and dropping people. So let's have fun with this. Um, hopefully we can we can um, keep on with that segment. So we'll do it next week. Um, I really thank you. Thank my my co-host here. You got Anything you want to say? To drop out.
0: Uh, I love you, drama free.
3: Word. All
1: right. Well, thank you for listening. That was episode three of drama free radio look forward to uh look out for the content call on monday i was a little late this week um but we had enough content to fill the hour so um thank you out there in drama free land we are out
2: welcome to
0: the drama free podcast Save the drama for your mama.